Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Uh, let's kick off today's show. And actually, William, before we do, uh, I wanted to play this clip real quick. They're still pushing the flatten the curve narrative, and this is out of the United Nations. And this And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. So, William, uh, we have these brain surgeons who want everybody to switch over to electric automobiles, and they can't even keep enough electricity to people's houses. It's outrageous. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's making his second appearance here on the Fact Hunters radio show. Uh, he is the one and only uh, William Boot. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you, George, for having me back on again. Yeah, I appreciate it. You ready to flatten the curve again? Yeah, flatten the curve. There's always the curve somewhere, right? Yeah, it's, it's the curve ball <laughs> that they throw at us, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 the curve ball is right. <laughs> so uh, how have you been? It's been, I think, maybe six weeks too much since we've last spoke. How are things going? I know you're still um, putting out tremendous videos on YouTube. And, and what other platforms are you on? Um, I'm, on um, I'm on Facebook, of course. Uh, this is... Uh, I... I um, share my videos on about 10 conspiracy pages on uh, Facebook. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And I'm on BitChute, uh, primarily. And I'm also on LinkedIn and a few other pages as well. But And, and, I, th and I think that there's a number of people um, that have been sh sharing, recording, and sharing my videos on Odyssey and a few other channels as well. So... I'm out there, and uh, you know uh, the the number of views is is always fairly steady. Um, so I think that I ha I'm talking to the converted mostly now. Uh, a lot of the flack that I used to get, uh, even up to a year ago, is disappearing. Uh, a lot of people, um, if there is flack, is mostly about uh, uh, do false doctrine false doctrine that they've learned uh, regarding the Bible. So this is this is mostly the fact that I'm getting. I think most of the people that are watching uh, the content about uh, uh, what's going on with, uh, with the COVID, uh, they are pretty much in agreement with what's, what is happening, what I'm saying. Taking yeah. a while. The, the trick is now is how to continue to expand and reach out to people 
uh, to get new ears, right? That that's our mission is to to can you to wake people up, people who are completely oblivious to what's going on. That's the big challenge. Yeah, and that uh, that group is decreasing rapidly as people vaccinate. Um, the number of people that are unvaxxed now is is becoming a smaller and smaller and smaller entity. So um, yeah, that's a challenge. That's the only way I can do that is to uh, is to uh, encourage people to share the videos, to record them, download them, and uh, from my website, they're all there. And um, the only thing I ask is that they do not alter them in any way. Um, the messages are as they are, meant to be heard as they are. Um, and that's the only way that I can expand is is people sharing the videos. That's how crucial sharing this information really is. And that may soon come under attack and um, scrutiny by this UNESCO move, this United Nations move that the Jesuits are now beginning to uh, actively censor what they call uh, misinformation. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's going to be increasing hurdles, more obstacles coming down the pipe very, very soon, I believe. Yeah, I agree. And I think I find it funny that so many people were had the shocked face when the news came out the other day that the White House had been meddling with uh, Facebook and uh, all these other social media platforms trying to keep them, you know, any anytime somebody would post something against the official narrative, you know, talking about the truth about the vaccines and things like that, or maybe questioning germ theory, um, you would get booted off. You know, we've all been censored. And probably everybody who's listening or in the chat room right now has dealt with something like that. And then people were just shocked when the news came out that the White House was behind it. You know, and, and of course, this goes way higher than the White House. This goes, um, you know, wh whether it's uh, the city of London, you know, Tel Aviv, certainly um, <laughs> the Vatican, uh, in your case, right, the, the, the home of the, the Jesuits, which, by the way, uh, I did want to get into that, and we're going to talk about about 9-11 today. But I did want to touch on a few things before we get into that on the COVID side. Uh, you had mentioned you're on Facebook. And in, for the folks listening, if you're on Facebook, there's a private group that you can ask to be invited to. It's called Died Suddenly News. And in, in about two months, it went from a couple of thousand members to over 215,000 members now. And every day you can read these horrifying stories about, I pleaded uh, my family not to take the jab. Uh, my sister took it because she had to, for her job, she got it, now she's dead. Uh, these things go on and on and on. So I encourage everybody, if you are on Facebook, it's called Died Suddenly News. Do a request, you usually get approved in an hour or two. Um, and it's just, I mean, listen, it's not a lot of good news stories, but it's the truth. And that's what, what it's all about. The truth isn't always pleasant. Uh, right, William? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the truth is hard to bear. Most people would prefer to deny uh, reality, deny the truth, because it's just too difficult uh, to deal with. And not understanding biblical reality also. Um, many people want to believe that what is happening is a material, physical thing, a political thing. It goes far beyond that. This is a spiritual onslaught against mankind. And um, until you grasp that dimension of it, uh, it's very, very difficult to accept the truth about uh, what is ha actually happening. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is very much a spiritual war. It's good against evil. 
And you know, if you read the Bible, a lot of the things that they prophet that is prophesized in the Bible is coming true. And we're almost to that point when they talk about uh, the ability to buy and sell. I think that's coming a lot sooner than later. Would you agree? Yeah, they and they did a test run last year with the Q and A codes. Um, they the whole system is in place. People think that this is coming, and no, it's here. It's it's waiting to be rolled out. Uh, the Q and A codes were a test bid to see how people reacted to it, whether people would roll with it, just roll with the program, and they did. They did, and a lot of people found ways around um, how to. Uh, you know, falsify QR, uh, QR, QR codes. Um, but basically, <laughs> that was a test bed for how people would, uh, whether or not they would just accept and roll with the program, and the vast majority did. So they know that um, they can just keep going with impunity, that people will not basically um, rise up en masse. That's what they're scared of. You know, if, if everybody rose up, at one point in time and shut everything down, um, rounded up every Freemason, every Jesuit, every politician, and executed them all. This would this would stop for a time. It would it would start again later, but sure, it it would stop for a time. But that's the only way. And you know, only one king did this in the 17th century, 18th century, I think maybe 17th century. Uh, the Spanish king uh, in one day. And this was prepared like a month in advance. An edict was sent out, secret edict was sent out to the, every part of the Spanish Empire that all the Jesuits were to be rounded up in on one hour, on one day, put on ships and sent back to Italy. And um, the Pope freaked out because suddenly he had like 10,000 Jesuits uh, <coughs> landing on his door, doorstep that he had to look after because basically all their holdings were taken away from them. Uh, all their power, their wealth, their status... They're basically imprisoned, and he's the only man, and I did it obviously for selfish reasons, protecting his empire, but he's the only one who's ever done it, and it stopped the Jesuits dead in their tracks for a time, um, and that's the only thing that will stop them in the tracks. And of course, now it's too late, because they now control the whole system. Right, and you know, the, the problem with that is that was a king doing it, and our federal government has become so infiltrated with the absolute, you know, yes. you know, pedophilia, satanic, you know, just evil, evil human beings that it's going to take someone. It's going to have to be some type of organic movement. But again, this, the, the other problem is um, anything that starts out organic is hijacked by, exactly. by the, the hidden hand. Uh, yep. Even people who believed in the Q thing, and maybe it did start out as an organic act, that quite obviously got hijacked and went absolutely silly, in my opinion. Yep, these all these um, popular movements are are basically um, started by the Jesuits, and what they're doing is they're testing uh, the public, uh, the gullibility of the public, because the the CIA. Uh, director said, uh, we'll know our misinformation uh, program is complete when Americans believe everything we say. And and that is exactly the problem right there. Yeah, it's uh, the, the television is a powerful, powerful tool. And unfortunately, powerful. 
Uh, I think Nixon might have said that, you know, nothing's true until it's uh, the person on the television says it. And, and it's yes. just funny to me. And listen, when I was younger, I was the same way, too. If, if the guy in, on the news says something, well, then it must be true. Not, not even question it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this television is uh, the number one tool. Um, and it is it was patented as a mind control um technology and it is the number one reason why um the world probably is the way it is today because people have believed without critical thinking everything that has come through the tube and of course it's all been lies and misinformation and uh and that's where we are that's why we are where we are today yep exactly and that's part of the battle again going back to trying to to get hold of new people uh, like me, when I look at the numbers every day on the podcast, obviously when you get new people, that's when the numbers start to go up. And I think they are trying to 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 stifle out the, the truth community a little bit. They're, they're being more aggressive that way. And I don't know how long these type, whether it be podcasts, I'm really surprised they haven't gone after the podcast yet. Because, you know, YouTube... <laughs> if I put a YouTube video out, it's usually gone uh, w- within a couple of hours. And the same uh, w- with social media. I- I'm really shocked that they haven't gone after the podcast yet, but maybe that's that's a thing to come. But keeping with the COVID narrative for the time being, uh, do you see them putting their feet back on our throats this fall? Yes, it's already happening. Uh, it's all I see in, in the YouTube feed is... Um, is the boosters, the boosters, the boosters, the boosters. Uh, get your booster. Go now. Get your boosters. Uh, you know, there's an eighth wave coming. Uh, that There's a video that I just uh, saw a few days ago. There's an eighth wave uh, coming in Ontario, Canada. Um, so, you know, they're not letting up. This is not going to stop um, until they inject every human being. That it, They have said it. People don't understand this. Uh, if they've said it, believe it, because they have told us that not no one is safe. This is what they've said. No one is safe until everyone is safe. Now, that's code for no one uh, will be remain uninjected, uh, will be allowed to be remain uninjected. That is the ultimate goal. And, of course, that lines up totally with the Mark of the Beast program, uh, Revelation 13, uh, where it says he causes all to receive his mark, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave. So all means all. When God says all, all means all. No one will escape this program, uh, ultimately. Uh, how long it takes? Uh, everyone has a differing opinion about that. I believe it, that this will be finished um, early next year. Uh, that's really? my that's personal sad. opinion. Yeah, it, it, it's th- we're that close to the end of all things, because the beast empire is here. It's all around us. People are blind to see it because they, they, they're not looking. But it's all around us. The beast empire has risen. It is in total control of all governments worldwide, all banking, all trade, all education. It's in control of everything. Um, it's here. It's not coming. It's here. This is what a lot of people said to me. No, this is coming in the future. No, it's here now. We're in it. They could not have propagated this program for 33 months. 33. This, this COVID program has now been going for 33 months. That's why this month is very significant. 9-11. Watch what happens on or around 9-11 this month. Yeah, that's, uh, I've been saying that, too. 
Um, yep. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. But I didn't know it was 33 months since, uh, which again, the, the pandemic air quotes started uh, on 311, which again, there's your 33 as well. Well, that's what they say. I, I maintain that it started on uh, November 17th, uh, 2019, uh, because that is when the first uh, media propaganda release happened uh, about the Wuhan virus, and they showed the first, you know, that first video clip of people dropping in the yeah, street. collapsing in the streets in Wuhan, <laughs> <laughs> and that action. Was, that was November seventeenth. I have that media release, and so I date it from that point. That's when they declared war against humanity. From that right. point. Uh, but, yeah. the, of course, the Freemasons had to come out and officially declare it on 311. They, they had yeah. to make sure they got their 33 in there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never get the full truth ever with these people. Um, they are lying through their teeth. Uh, it's, it, it's lying by omission and commission, right? There's two forms of lying. You can directly lie, and you can lie by leaving out information or manipulating information um, so that... You know, it, but it's all lying because it's not the truth. That's really how they get away with it. They sprinkle the, the truth with lies, right? They intermix yes. it. Absolutely. Th that's how they're able to get you to swallow the poison. Yeah, it's, they're masters at it. And um, it's, uh, you, you have to disbelieve everything. Unfortunately, it's now so bad, we're living in a, in, in, in a cesspool of misinformation. There's more misinformation now then there is truth anywhere. It's that bad. So, you know, your podcast, you know, my channels are a, a few of the thousands, hundreds of thousands of media channels. Uh, we are just a few. We are now in the, in the, in the a very small minority because a, a lot of the truth channels are mostly not telling the truth either. You know, you wouldn't believe anything that Alex Jones says. He gives you a little bit of truth. You wouldn't believe anything Joe Rogan says. I mean, <laughs> these guys are these guys are protected, right? Of course, you don't get that kind of exposure without being allowed to have that kind of exposure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you this: um, Do you see this dystopian future where there are people who are just uh, like people who get vaccinated uh, just to like uh, buy and purchase for the unvaccinated? Like the, these uh, underground people that go shopping and get gas for the unvaccinated—that's how they make their living. Yeah, I think it's—I think it's a Hollywood narrative. Um, there's a there's so many of these these dystopian uh, scenarios, yeah. right? And a lot of it comes through uh, Hollywood movies. A lot of it is fed. Uh, these ideas come through Hollywood movies, and they're planted there. It's predictive programming. Right? Absolutely, they're, they're planted there to get people to believe these things. It's a false hope. Um, we have movies like, uh, you know, Thief in the Night, um, you know, and we have movies like, um, you know, the ones pr produced by Hal Lindsey um, and um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I've just forgotten his name. But anyways, these guys produce these movies, these end time movies um, to support uh, false biblical doctrine like the rapture and the tribulation. And, you know, that people will be, Christians will be living through the tribulation and that they'll, you know, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, the Bible clearly shows that um, 
the beast exterminates people whenever he has that power and he now has that power and he is now exterminating people with with the injections that's the mark of the beast um though this series of injections it's a series this is what people cannot understand they say no it's not the mark of the beast because they're injecting you in your upper left arm and i say no that's the primer they're priming your body with the tech the nanotechnology getting you ready for the final implant which uh, will be a microneedle patch in the forehead or right hand and they all go together it's a series of technology that uh, attenuates your body uh, and totally allows you to connect with the blockchain um, at when you're finally implanted that will be programmed with all your information and uh, then you're 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 able to be hooked up now how far away is this I don't know but I don't think it's very far because they already have the vast majority of humanity injected and most people are on their third fourth or fifth injection um, and so we know that is there's going to be six I now know there's six because they will finish on number six which will be the patch um, and so will they make everybody take uh, five injections before the before the microneedle patch comes out I don't know I suspect that when you, if you've got two or three or four of these injections in your body, that you're already primed and ready to go. But it, it, they may, they may uh, cause everybody to take six injections. That, that's that's those who survive. <laughs> that's those who survive the first five, right? Um, the Bible gives us a pretty horrible picture in, in Revelation 16. Twice it talks about. The suffering and the agony of those who take the mark, the final mark, that final implant will poison, totally poison people's body, and they'll be, they'll be, it'll give them a, a form of um, temporary immortality. Um, and but they're, they'll be suffering with huge sores coming out all over their body. Of course, um, the, the the immune system will, is just going to be, uh, it's just going to go run riot, right? Well, you're seeing that now, William. Yeah, you're seeing it now. That's right. But we're just seeing the, the advanced stages of it, like, you know, what they call monkeypox. Mm -hmm. There is no monkeypox. There is no uh, chickenpox. All we've got, there's no uh, smallpox. The pox is simply a poison body expressing toxicity, right? That's all it is. It comes out in the form of uh, skin uh, conditions. Uh, that's how we know the body is incredibly toxic or polluted. Um, so w when people talk about all these different diseases, no, no, there's one disease that's called a toxic body. And this is totally in line with, um, the terrain theory, right? Uh, as opposed to germ theory, false that's germ correct. theory. hundred percent spot on. Now what you think you're going to see a lot more of these people fall out this fall who've been injected and then they're going to turn around and blame it on the unvaccinated and maybe try to make them compulsory or yes. Yeah, I did a video on this called Final Weapon, and I talked about Jesus' words where he said, they will turn on you, um, they will betray you, and um, they will kill you. And this this has already been happening for thousands of years in different places, different times, on and off, but it's going to happen again in a big time. Um, it's Orwellian, right, where everybody is encouraged to uh, to rat on their neighbors, uh, rat on anybody who's not part of the system, and uh, that that is coming, and is and people are going to be rewarded for ratting on people who are not ejected, who are not part of the system. 
So yeah, it's going to increase. So that's not when you when you talk about ratting on people, that sounds like they, they're all ready to implement a social credit score because if you rat on to somebody, maybe you get a couple extra carbon credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, that system is just waiting, ready to roll out. It's not coming in the far distant future. It's ready. It's just like all these injections. The, this technology was ready 10 years ago. Um, people don't think that there was a vaccine race once again. There was no vaccine race. It's all... Um, that's all media theater to get people to believe that this is all happening serendipitously when in fact it's been massively planned over the last hundred years since the, the Spanish flu program. They learned from 1919, the Spanish flu, that, that they could do this if they did it the right way, that, that they could get all of humanity this time, and that's what they're doing. So this has been well, well planned. They've They've got all the contingency plans lined up for what if this happens, what if that happens, what if they do this, what if they do that. It's all figured out. And you can see how smooth this has been rolling for 33 months. <laughs> That's a great catch, man. I, I did not know that, and I'm a big 33 numbers guy. Right. Um, yeah, they are certainly putting all their pieces in place, and I think one thing that we might want to start paying attention to as well is that this World Economic Forum is a big part of placing their pawns around the global board. Uh, this Liz Truss, I think her name is, who was just uh, elected in the UK, she is also one of these uh, graduates of the, uh, what, what is it, the World Economic Forum, Young Global Leaders or, or something like that. And, and they're very much in line. And I've said before, I've even done entire podcasts on it, William. I think people underestimate the evil that lies within Switzerland. I don't know if you've ever taken a dive into that. Yes, I have. Yes. And Switzerland has been a Jesuit stronghold um, ever since uh, Jean Calvin. So we're looking, we're going right back to the 16th century. Um, the Jesuits made a move and um, uh, the occult is very powerful there. Um, as you can see with the, 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 the tunnel opening ceremonies that happened a few years ago. Yeah, for CERN. Yeah. Powerful, powerful occult forces working in Switzerland. Um, it is a godless nation. That's why it's protected um, by Satan. Uh, and that's, that's why the Jesuits use it uh, as a neutral territory. I mean, come on. A neutral territory in the Second World War? Really? Uh, come on. I mean, the whole world was going to hell. And, and, and Switzerland, the Swiss just sat there um, and continued to build their cuckoo clocks. Come on. It's ridiculous, you know. Um, you have to understand that, you know, when when territory is not touched, it is protected by the Vatican. Uh, the other powers are told, don't go near it. Uh, don't drag it into the conflict. Um, so you can see that it's all controlled. Uh, not understanding this allows you to think that um, uh, there's more serendipity in the world than what there actually is. It's, there isn't. I couldn't agree more. It's uh, 10.30 a.m. Our special guest today is the one and only Jesuit hunter, William Michael Boot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to call you from now on, the Jesuit hunter. I like that. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not only when we're talking about Switzerland, uh, the World Zionist Organization started there in the late uh, 19th century in Basel, which 
Basel itself as a city has a lot of uh, evil undertones to it. Um, when you talk about the Rothschilds, who many people theorize is at the top of the food chain, you know, they have their base in Switzerland as well. Yeah, and this is all done. Um, this is all part of the, the fake Jew smokescreen uh, that hides um, the Jesuit uh, machinations, right? Um, the, the, the Jew, the fake Jew uh, smokescreen, because none of these people are Jews. I mean, they're all uh, occult Kabbalists. They're all Luciferians. That's why they're totally controlled and work together with the Vatican. Yeah. Because they're they're all Luciferians, right? They're all of them. They're just different groups of Luciferians controlled by the the Jesuits uh, through Freemasonry. Freemasonry is the glue that holds us all together, and uh, that's what I want to t- uh, kind of talk about a little bit um, if, w- once we get to the nine eleven uh, part of it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent spot on. And I guess you know, and sometimes we can get caught. You know, words are important. They're, they're very important, but at the end of the day, whether we argue Jesuits or Jews, um, these people are Luciferians. That's the most important part. They they yes. worship one God, and it's and it's and it's Satan. Yeah, and it, it's really important to uh, understand how why that is. Now, I just want to can I just read something? Yeah, please um, do. From uh, Tupper Saucy's Rulers of Evil, um, in chapters five and six. Um, titled Templars, Gnosticism, and Satanism. Um, <clears throat> Tupper Saucy writes, from captured documents, it was learned that the Templars, from the very beginning, um, remember the Templars are the forerunners to modern Freemasonry. Okay, They were the first so-called Freemasons. So uh, He says that they, the Templars had renounced what Roman theologians called the religion of St. Peter, or, or traditional Catholicism. They had been initiated into a secret Gnostic branch of the Eastern Church known as the Primitive Christian Church. Because the Primitive Christians' apostolic succession claimed to flow from John the Baptist and Apostle John, they were called Joanites. He says, regarding miracles, the Joanites believe that Jesus did or may have done extraordinary or miraculous things, and that since God can do things incomprehensible to human intelligence... All the acts of Christ as they are described in the gospel, whether acts of human science or whether acts of divine power can be accepted as true, except for the resurrection, which is omitted from the Templar's copy of the gospel of St. John. Therefore, for all his wonderful attributes, Christ was nothing to the Templars except a false prophet and of no value. Only the higher God of heaven had power to save mankind. Now listen to this. This is the last little bit. He says, but the higher God avoided human matter and no and so lordship over the material world belonged to satanel the evil brother of jesus satanel alone could enrich mankind templar kabbalah represented satanel as the head of a goat emblazoned with sometimes contained within a pentagram this symbol is deeply rooted in old testament kabbalah in which the goat is identified with power in the world and separation from god Unquote. So what, what he's saying is Jesuits and Freemasons believe Satanel, or Satan, is God, and they serve him wholeheartedly to the shame of lukewarm Christians. Uh, this is the criminal cabal that rules the world. They, they worship Satanel, right? the evil brother of Jesus. They believe he's the evil brother of Jesus. So Jesus is totally dismissed out of the picture, and this is how we have Freemasonry operating as it does. Um, most Freemasons don't even believe 
or don't understand they're worshiping Satan as the, the great grand architect of the universe. They don't understand this. Um, they don't believe it. I've talked to many Freemasons, but they do. The all-seeing eye, the grand architect of the universe, the big G, is Satan. And that's what holds this whole criminal cabal together, whether it's fake Jews, Rothschilds, um, Jesuits. They are all Freemasons, and they all worship the goat god. And when you say that you were, when you talk to Freemasons, I, I assume you're, you're talking about lower-level, first, second, third, fourth, fifth-degree Freemasons? Yes, yes. None of them understand what they're involved in. They all believe that they are worshiping the one true God, and this is, this is the deception. Um, because, you know, why would it be secret, a secret society, um, you know, when, when secrecy um, is totally, totally forbidden in the Bible? Everything is open. In the Bible, the gospel is open. Everything is open to scrutiny, right? But not with the Freemasonry. Everything is secret. And so we know that this is this is how Satan works. He keeps everything secret. He keeps people in the dark. He keeps people, uh, you know, uh, under deception so that he can manipulate them and use them for uh, his ends, which is world empire. And that's how that's why we now have the the evil empire, the the one world empire. And, and you know, they've shown this in Hollywood movies, the evil empire, right? And that's right. It's it's here now. It rules the world. Um, there is no such thing as sovereign governments. Um, it, there's no sovereign government in the world today. All leaders track to Rome. All roads lead to Rome. They all kiss the Pope's ring. They all do what the Jesuits tell them to do. They're all following the plan, and that's why they can keep this uh, this fake uh, virus. Um, inquisition going. It's the only way they can keep it going is if everyone is cooperating, right? Uh, and they are, 100%. Yeah, and I've said that many times, that um, if you don't think we're already under a one-world government, just look around for the last two and a half years. Everything, or everyone did the same thing, and I hate to use this word, but it was all done in lockstep, all the countries around the world. Absolutely. And, and if you can't see that, I'm sorry, you're just blind, or you don't want to see it, um, because it's all there. It's happening every day. This thing does not stop. No one can stop it, uh, because they, the pandemic has never been called off. And then I did a video of this showing that the, the pandemic has never been called off. And in fact, now we've got two pandemics running simultaneously. We've got the monkeypox pandemic, and we've got the COVID pandemic, which are both being declared uh, public health emergencies, world health, uh, public health emergencies. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I do have a couple questions from the chat room before we kind of, actually before I get into the questions, you know, talking about the Freemasons, you know, everybody remembers the famous speech that Kennedy gave and I think 61 yes. at the Astoria in New York City talking about secret societies. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but up until about 2005, when you're in the military, if you're either an officer or a non-commissioned officer, you'd get something called a DA photo. That's in your dress uniform, your awards and everything. So uh, when it went to selection for you know these high-ranking selections, senior non-commissioned officers, 
they would pull out your on one side you had your which's funny is the 201 file was the personnel yep. file 201 is a very it's a number of the jesuits yes and um on the right side was the picture of yourself now it used to be a full picture and how what these guys used to do they would wear their masonry ring right so and they would yeah. have that ring facing the camera. So that's how they selected. And in about early two thousands, word got out about this. So that they actually had to change the way they took DA photos. It was from the waist up from now on. Yeah, you can't go anywhere in this world unless you're a Freemason. Yep. Um, unless you're involved in a secret society, um, you can't. You cannot. You cannot climb the ladder. You, you cannot enjoy the uh, the success that that um, these Satanists do. You can't. Uh, I discovered this very very quickly uh, when I was an artist and I was attempting uh, to increase my career worldwide. I realized that there was doors blocked all the time. Uh, I was continuously told your artwork is unique, uh, fantastic, but 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> They check you out. They know who you are. They exactly. check you out. They look, you know, they, they find out who you are. And if you're not making the right kind of artwork, satanic artwork, if you're not making the right, uh, do, making the right moves, um, then you will not, your, you, your pro- career will not progress. Right. You can only get so far unless you're part of the club. Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's get to some questions from the chat room. PTL Media asks, uh, do you believe that Jesuits established the network to destroy the Twin Towers uh, of New York's World Trade Center and attack the Pentagon in order to provide justification for the crusade against Muslims? Okay, uh, it's a good question. Um, but <laughs> once again, uh, Islam was created by the Vatican. Now, um, they have used Islam uh, they lost control of Islam for a long time. They got back. They they now have total control of Islam again. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, once again, you have to realize that 9/11 was a spiritual event. It was a huge sacrifice to Satan. It, it was the merging of the old into the new by destroying the two towers. The, which represent the the twin uh, pillars of Freemasonry, Jacob and Boaz. Uh, they destroyed the two pillars and merged them together into the Freedom Tower, into the the obelisk. The Freedom Tower is the new obelisk for the new century, right? Uh, for the new world order. Uh, that's what it is. So, it was a spiritual event, not so much a political or or material event. It was a spiritual event. That's, I'm glad you said that because on my podcast last week, that's exactly what I said. Those, the the twin towers represented the pillars Boaz and Yakin, yep. which were uh, originally in the uh, Solomon's Temple, and that yep. all that symbology goes back to Solomon's Temple, the black and white flooring, you know, all those type of things, because yep. everything's and inverted with those people. It's it's amazing how how the Jesuits have distracted people with nine eleven. Nine eleven was a huge psyop huge psychological operation against mankind. It changed the world and ushered in the new world order. Um, it really did. In 2001, they ushered in the new world order, 201, right? Um, they, they ushered it in. They brought it in. 
Uh, we've been living under it since 2001. And they told us exactly 11 years to the day prior on uh, September 11th, 1990, uh, George H.W. Bush told us to our face that a new world order was coming. Yeah, and you know, the, they were letting us know all the time by saying that they needed a new Pearl Harbor, right? They yeah, needed PNAC. a new Pearl Harbor. Now, I investigated this new new Pearl Harbor, and where did that come from? That came from a think tank that was that was uh, created PNAC. in 1997. Um, and, Project for a New American Century. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and of course, nine eleven is the new Pearl Harbor. It changed the world, just like Pearl Harbor changed the world, right? It did, absolutely, um, because it, it it rearranged all the nations. Uh, once America had been drawn into that conflict, the Second World War, into that conflict, and and the you know once again. Pearl Harbor was totally organized from both sides. Yep. The Americans and the Japanese high command organized Pearl Harbor um, in order to get the American people into the program and into the war. So this is what they do. This is how they roll. Yep. And the, the guy who was in charge of the Marshall Plan, uh, what was his name? Uh, dang it. The guy they named it after. Um It'll come to me. But he was the one who was responsible uh, for for Pearl Harbor happening. And again, it goes back to if you get in bed with these guys, you get rewarded. Yeah. Just like George Morrison, he was the commander of the USS Maddox at the Gulf of Tonkin. Um, and, you know, seven months later, his son is, is the biggest name in rock and roll. <laughs> That's right. You can't make this stuff up. And I've seen a picture of Jim Morrison, uh, about 16 years old, with an upside-down cross hanging around his neck in a, in, a, in a family photo. Yeah. And these are all Satanists. These are generational Satanists. Absolutely. Um, and, and this is what people don't realize, that the many families in the United States are generational Satanists. And they feed their children into uh, the political uh, programs, the, the entertainment programs. This is how they do it. Yep. And by the way, it was uh, George Marshall who ended up getting, I think, a Nobel Peace Prize. And of course, he was the one that was in charge of the Pearl Harbor intelligence failure, which was, we really know, it was just intentional ignoring so it could be carried out. And that's, that, that's going light. Obviously, it could have gone much deeper than that. Yeah, it's amazing how they, they sunk a few ships, but they never touched the huge oil tanks that were critical for the Americans to be able to launch from Hawaii uh, and, and engage in battle against the, the Japanese. They never touched. Those Zeros never bombed, totally stayed away from those huge oil tanks um, uh, at Pearl Harbor. And so this tells you exactly what was going on. Uh, very critical to understand this. Extremely organized, for sure. Our next question yeah. comes from uh, A2Z. And there's this article. We actually briefly talked about it before we kicked off the show today. Um, Pope Francis instructs the Vatican and all their entities to move all funds back to the Vatican Bank by September 30th. Uh, Pope Francis has ordered that the Holy See and connected entities move all financial assets to the Institute for Works of Religion, commonly known as the Vatican Bank. The Pope's rescript, which was issued August the 23rd, 
clarifies the interpretation of a paragraph in the new constitution of the Roman Curia promulgated in March. Now, according to Francis Rescript, financial and liquid assets held in banks other than the IOR must be moved to the Vatican Bank within 30 days of September 1st, 2022, which, you know, the end of the month. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, total misinformation. Uh, this is what they do. If they're announcing things, watch out because they want you to believe this. Again, once again, it's, it's, they're, they give you this information to lead you into believing that the world is still operating serendipitously and that there are many, many sovereign entities that all these corporations are independent and doing their own thing. No, they're not. All corporations come under the Vatican Inc. umbrella. Vatican Corp, right, is the mother corporation. It's the mother ship of all uh, world corporations. And so by telling you this, they are leading you to believe that there is independent banks and that the Vatican is somehow re bringing its money in and and protecting it. No, Vatican controls all banks. <laughs> all banking is controlled through the city of London and through uh, the BIS in uh, Geneva. So this is this is total nonsense. Uh, the Vatican controls all money flows worldwide. And you know what? How I know this? The Bible says so in Revelation 17 and 18. It tells us that it controls all world trade. All banking, everything. Uh, and so making an announcement like this, once again, they want you to believe that there, there is independent free entities out there when there is not. That's my take on it. Might help if I unmute myself. I, I might have brought this up last time we spoke, but I was shocked when I found out how much uh, land the Vatican owned in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Vatican basically owns the world. Let's not quibble about real estate deeds and titles and forget about that. The Vatican was seated the whole, like I said in the last video that the last talk that we had. The Vatican, uh, the whole British Empire, past and future, all the lands were ceded to the Pope in perpetuity. Now, that is a legal document that has never changed. That was, that was done in the 12th century by King John, and that has never changed. So the whole world belongs to the Pope. Uh, they've taken the whole world. That's why the Bible says that the whole world uh, is controlled by the evil one. And, and it is. He is. Satan is the Lord of this world. He controls it all. What kind of a king or a lord would he be if he didn't control it all? He controls it all. Uh, and the Jesuits are his minions that have enabled that total control to come uh, into his hands. And, and he, he now controls everything, every life system on earth. And that's important to understand. Otherwise, you'll have a false hope believing that somehow people are going to rise up and shake this whole thing off. They can't. They that the Jesuits have a total stranglehold on every nation, every life system. Somebody made an interesting point uh, in the chat room. They said, how is it that all the uh, Catholic pedophilia is out there for everyone to see, but you don't really see the, the, the Jewish pedophilia out there, which there, there's a lot of? Is You can go to Google and put what is the most uh, 
you know, um, the most the country with the most debauchery, the, the most evil country, uh, and it'll come up. Tel Aviv is is the the worst city uh, as far as morals, and most people think when they ask that question that San Francisco is going to come up, but actually Tel Aviv comes up. So, so what's your view on that? How um, all the Catholic pedophilia has come to the forefront, but you, you don't hear about it on the uh, the Jewish side. Once again, they're playing around with what they're letting you know and what they keep hidden. They're doing this all the time. Um, they are masters at, at deception. Masters, absolute masters. Um, they have the mind of Satan. And, you know, people don't think that Satan is, is much of an entity. Let me tell you, he has deceived the whole world simply because he is a master of deception. Um, we, we, we would be very, very careful to go up against the devil um, and think that we can win. If we're not in the Word of God, if we're not following the Lord Jesus Christ, staying close uh, to the truth of God's Word, He will deceive you in some way, shape, or form. He will. And He has done that with the whole world. And the, now, with, with this cover-up, they are simply, the Jesuits are protecting their Jewish smokescreen. They're protecting the Jewish smokescreen and turning, turning the spotlight onto Catholic priests, right? Now, the reason for doing that is because they're soon going to destroy Catholicism. That's coming. The Bible says very clearly that, uh, that the, uh, they will destroy the, the ten kings, which are the ten uh, Jesuit superior uh, provincial generals under the Black Pope. They will turn on the Vatican and destroy it with fire. Now, whether it's a nuclear uh, bomb that they... they, they detonate whatever however they do it with direct energy weapons they are going to destroy the vatican and this will institute once and for all the one world religion where where the 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 papal beast is worshipped spot on and there's something that never gets talked about you know most of us know the true history of what happened in germany between 1933-1945 um, and you hear the stories about the Jews, but what people don't know is, you know, between uh, whatever, 33 and, and f- early 40s, there was some 1,700 Jesuits um, that were in Germany, and, and Hitler ran them out. Uh, the, it goes that the Nazi leaders, I guess they had some admiration for their discipline, but they did not have any admiration for their principles, and they ran them out, and they executed a lot of them. And, of course, that's why you get the stories, I think, where they try to twist, you know, who Hitler, like, I'm not saying the guy was perfect, but uh, people who haven't taken the time to read about Weimar Germany and the debauchery and the trans movement and, and the drag stuff that we're seeing here today, and he he took that over and made it made a nationalist movement. Uh, I think there's something to what you're saying with the Jesuits, because he, he executed, like, a lot of them, and ran them out of the camp, uh, ran them out of the country. So uh, you don't ever hear about that at all. Yeah, and you, you, you've got to remember, too, that the Jesuits will execute Jesuits. You know, this is That's what people, point, don't, yeah. people don't understand. The Jesuits will kill Catholics. They'll kill Jesuits. They'll kill Freemasons if, if it furthers their cause. And they have done it. Uh, they have absolutely done it many, many times, and this is why people go, "Yeah, but what about these? These they killed, they killed Jesuits." 
Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that's a smokescreen once again, right? Um, we know that the, the, the Hitler's SS, uh, Hitler's, uh, sorry, that Himmler, Himmler's uncle was a, a Jesuit priest. Yep. And that Him, Himmler was a Jesuit priest. And that the SS was modeled after the Jesuit order. We know this. And we know that Hitler was a Catholic and that he, he, he worked in lockstep with Cardinal Pacelli. They signed the Concordat with the Vatican. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that if they weren't controlled by the Jesuits? Well, they were 100%. And now, you've got to remember that the black pope at that time was Vladimir Letikowski. Now, Vladimir Letikowski came into power as the black pope in 1913, the same year that the, the Titanic was sunk. Uh, sorry, uh, the same year that the Federal Reserve came in. The Titanic was sunk in 1912. And Vladimir Letikowski went all the way through to 1942. He oversaw two world wars. He orchestrated two world wars. So all these people were following instructions to, uh, to orchestrate these two world wars and bring all the nations in. What, what were they doing? They were socially re-engineering the world and getting rid of tradition, getting rid of the old world, bringing in a new world. Now they're doing it in the, the third stage uh, or the fourth stage. Sorry, fourth stage, because this is the fourth uh, evil empire, right? Yep. It's the fourth beast, the beast empire. This is the last one. This is where it finishes. They have done their job. They have completed it. They have succeeded. Uh, and they, the mark injections mark people into that new world order, into that fourth kingdom of the beast. Um, that is the mark of the beast. So anybody who is injected has done so because they want to save their life and be part of that, right? Absolutely. Now, whether they fully understand that or not is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Now, if you tell, tell people that they have received the injection, that they've received the mark of the beast, they'll laugh at you. They do not understand what they've done. They've been deceived into it. But they've done it by saving their life. They wanted to keep their jobs, their lives. They wanted to keep their stuff. They wanted, they wanted this world. And so they got the injection because most of them got the injection because it was convenient. Not because they believed in a virus. You know, what you just said shouldn't be understated. Think about what you just said. They chose this world over eternity. Exactly. Exactly. And that is what people cannot, people who are materially minded, not spiritually minded, cannot understand this. But it is biblical 100% uh, what we see happening. Now, again... Is this the mark of the beast or conditioning for the mark of the beast? It's the mark of the beast. Because, what? first of all, it, this injection is going to kill a lot of people. Not, they're not depopu- it's not for the purpose of depopulation. This is another thing. People think that the injection is for depopulation. No, it's, that's collateral damage. It's, these people are dying because uh, their system can't handle this technology, right? A lot of people won't die will go all the way through, take all the injections, will receive the, the final implant mark of the beast, and will live to see Jesus Christ return. That is biblical, 100%. If you read Revelation 13, 14, 15, 16, you'll see this progression. Um, and that is what's happening right now. 
you know, I've come to believe that the Jesuits do have very much uh, a large hand in the corruption of the church. You go into any church today that the Jesuit logo is on many pulpits, the IHS with the the three nails and the cross. And of course, I think it's, if you count the rays, I think it's 32, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, and you can see the, the sun, the sunburst, you yeah. know, the sun rising sun insignia. It's on the Japanese war flag, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's there. Everywhere. I mean, all you have to do is look for in the, in all the um, multinational uh, corporation logos, and you'll see the circle. You'll see the sun's burst in many, many different configurations, um, and it tells you who runs all the world's corporations. It's Vatican Inc. And uh, before we go to a break, uh, final question, and then when we come back, we'll start delving into 9-11. Then this has been just a, a great first hour. I appreciate you being generous with your time. What are your thoughts? on the 31st and current Superior General, uh, Reverend Father Arturo Sosa. He's, well, this, this man is the false prophet. This, is, this man is the false prophet that will be thrown, along with Francis the Antichrist, into the lake of fire when Jesus Christ returns. These are the guys. <laughs> so, you know, Arturo Sosa, as the false prophet, is now directing this whole world covid 19 false pandemic inquisition against mankind he's the one who's behind it all um he's so evil i mean <laughs> it's, it's hard to it's hard to actually find words to describe how evil this man is and people are totally fooled by this outer demeanor right but satan comes as an angel of light and the bible says so always be careful of people who smile and clap you on the back uh, always be careful. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but the very first uh, superior general was Ignatius of Loyola. I mean, I'm, of course you know that, but he took office yep. on uh, the Feast of Moloch, April 19th, which uh, April 19th, of course, through history was um, Waco, April 19th, 1993, and then Oklahoma City, April 19th, 1995. If you just go you know, on the internet, put what happened on April 19th, you'll see a lot of death and destruction, and that day is considered the Feast of Moloch. That's something I just, you came upon something relatively soon, that information. Yes. There you go. That's going to bring us to an end of the first hour. We have a couple minutes of commercial messages, and when we come back, we're going to start delving into 9-11 and the Jesuit connection. Uh, Don't touch that dial. Once again, you're with... The Fact Hunter and the Jesuit Hunter, William Boot. Don't touch that dial, guys. We'll be back in about four minutes. In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Those words resonate today more than ever before. Now let's get back to The Fact Hunter, only on SpeakFreeRadio.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to hour number two of the Fact Hunters radio broadcast for this Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Um, and one programming note, again, at 2 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we will have a special live show right here on Speak Free Radio, uh, the Shelly Tasker Show. And again, she is the daughter of Graham Hart. And again, her guest today is Richie Allen. Don't miss it. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time right here on speakfreeradio.com. And we're back with our guest, William Boot, and uh, we're going to start talking about 
the Jesuit connection to 9-11. And William, uh, the Twin Towers started construction in 1968. And 1968 was a very uh, important year in the shaping of not just the United States, uh, but the world, right? Yes. I mean, you look at uh, a lot of... Even some odd things created, you know, nine, the 911 was created in 1968, the emergency phone uh, dial. But uh, I have always believed, not always, but since I've gone down the rabbit holes and started researching, I believe that these towers were built to come down, that they knew in 1968 that 33 years later they would be coming down. So do you agree with that and kind of how where the Jesuits fit in with all of this? Yes, I do. And uh, I did a whole video just it called 1968 uh, I have a video in my series I forget the number uh, it's just titled 1968 and I talk about 1968 and how that was a crucial year yeah. uh, in, in the Jesuits uh, socially engineering humanity uh, they totally uh, were able to disrupt uh, traditional morals and uh, religion in the USA and bring in the corruption through the hippie movement, drugs, and uh, and through the new age. And uh, I, I go, I, I talk all about that. So uh, I would encourage anybody to 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 uh, listen to that video. Um, as for the Jesuit connection to um, 9/11, once again, you got to come back to Freemasonry because this is how they control all these different organizations. And and again, I want to stipulate that. The American Constitution was nullified by 1871. It does not exist. It has no power uh, in a court of law. Uh, and we know this by because the, the act was passed into, uh, into law in, in 1871. And prior to that, in 19, uh, 1868, uh, they passed the, the 14th Amendment. And these two pieces of legislation canceled out the American Constitution. This is critical to understand how the Jesuits and the Fre their Freemason cronies have been able to accomplish what they've done. Absolutely critical. Also, the sinking of the Titanic, the institution of the, the Federal Reserve in right. 1913. Critical to understanding how they took over the money supply for the world because yep. everything is paid to the American dollar, right? Right. The Titanic, they took out all the bankers who weren't on board with the Federal Reserve. Exactly right. So I just want to get into just a little bit of background. I'll just yeah. give you a few facts. I won't spend too much time on it. But the OSS, which which was the forerunner to the CIA, was uh, was founded in 1942 by Irish Roman Catholic William J. Donovan. Very important to understand how the Jesuits control all these American uh, agencies. The FBI was started in 1908 by Roman Catholic General Charles Bonaparte, who was the Attorney General at that time. Um, the Pentagon was built in 1941, 60 years to the day before 9-11. It was modeled on the Farnese Palace in Cap Caparola, Italy. This in turn was modeled on the Pentagon-shaped military fortress at Pamplona in Spain, which Ignatius Loyola, the founder of the Jesuit Order, was defending when he was seriously injured by a cannonball in 1521. And we saw the, the 500th anniversary of Ignatius Loyola's conversion last year. That was a big year for the Jesuits, and it was it totally taken up with the pandemic. That was a celebration to their control of the world through the pandemic. 
I said, you don't have to be super intelligent to see the connection to the Jesuits here. A pentagon is simply a five-pointed star with a perimeter line joining the points to polygon. It is an ancient satanic symbol representing Satan, uh, particularly the inverted five-pointed star with the, the top point pointed down, right? So <clears throat> it's very clear that as the Jesuit order was waging its second 30 years war, which was between 1914 and 45, it needed a new secular city to base its war room command post from which it would restore the temporal power of the Pope around the world. That city was Washington, District of Catholicism, D.C. means District of Catholicism, surnamed Rome on the Potomac. Yeah. The war room command post was the Pentagon, right? Overseen in its building by Knight of Malta, John J. McCloy. There's the, the again, Knight of Malta. These are all Catholics that have instituted these these key agencies in the USA. And he was the brother-in-law of Roman Catholic Knight of Malta, Conrad Adenauer, who was post-war chancellor of the Federal Republic of West Germany. You see all the connections. It's all Catholic. Nothing to do with Jews. The NSA orig origins date back to July 1917, when a man named Herbert O. Yardley became the head of the newly created Cipher Bureau of Military Intelligence. 1917. It was renamed the NSA in 1952 by 33-degree Freemason Harry S. Truman. Here's what, uh, and then there's a, there's a whole spiel there on Truman and what, he, what he, he, he achieved and what he did and he, about his membership in the Belton Lodge number 450. Um, and these were all puppets of the Jesuits through Freemasonry, through the Knights of Malta, the Knights of Columbus. Remember, uh, President Kennedy was a Knight of Columbus. He was also a Freemason. You can't be a Knight of Columbus unless you're a Freemason. Now, whether or not you can find the connections to all these presidents and their Freemasonry is irrelevant. I've got a list of 14. George Washington, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, James Polk, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Taft, Warren Harding, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Gerald Ford. What about Eisenhower or Kennedy or Nixon or Carter or Trump or Biden? They're all Freemasons. <laughs> and this is my point. It's Freemasonry that is controlled from the tip top down by the black pope. He is the head Freemason. And this is how they were able to pull off 9-11 because all these agencies work together to pull off this stunt, right? This, this incredible event. And it would not have been able to have been achieved if they were not all working together. Now, James Parton, who's an American historian, he said this, and I quote, if you trace up masonry through all its orders till you come to the grand tip-top head mason of the world, you will discover that the dread individual and the chief of the Society of Jesus, i.e. the superior general of the Jesuit order, are one and the same person. There you go. Right there. So, uh, the Black Pope controls Freemasonry, which controls all these agencies, which then work together to pull off 9-11. So, in a nutshell, it, as a summary, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, and that's interesting. Um, back in the, I guess, I don't know if it was the late 1600s, early 1700s. You're right, D.C. was originally Rome, Maryland. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Rome on the Potomac. Yep. Uh, or the, but they called it the Little Tiber, right? That's right, the Little Tiber. And then going back to the OSS, and when we're talking about, 
having to be in the club in order to to get anywhere in life. Miles um, Copeland was one of the original founders of the OSS, along with the gentleman that you said. And um, his son was the one and only Stuart Copeland, who was the drummer for the police. And, and right. Miles, Miles Copeland was uh, part of the 1949 Syrian coup d'etat and the 1953 Iranian coup d'etat. And he was very much in the 80s, very pro-Bush. Who do you think is the one who tapped Bush? Because obviously, uh, from my studies, Bush was in Dallas on uh, November 22nd, 1963. Who was the one that tapped the Bush family as the one to basically to bring in the New World Order? That's a good question. But you got to remember that all these guys have handlers. They're they're all Jesuit trained, Jesuit educated, um, through different institutions. Uh, you, many of them have gone through Georgetown University. Right. Yeah. Uh, Trump went through Fordham. Uh, University of Pennsylvania is a Jesuit university. Yeah, the Wharton School uh, is where like Elon Musk and Trump and all these the Google uh, CEO. Yep. Look for the school. Look for the training. But if you can't find that. Just look for the, the Masonic uh, lineage running through the family, and you'll find it. Uh, you'll find that Trump's father was a, was, a, was a Freemason. His grandfather was a Freemason. He's a Freemason. They're all Freemasons. This is the, the satanic religion um, by which they're all controlled and by which they walk in lockstep, um, bringing in their new world order, because they all believe in this new world order. They don't understand what it will finally be, they don't understand the demonic hell that it will finally be. They believe it's bringing in a utopian uh, new world order under Satan. Um, he's, he's, he's deceived them all into believing that it's going to be a lot better than what it really will be, because the Bible tells us the horror of it all. Uh, not in graphic detail, but it gives us enough information. they got to remember that Joseph Stalin was a, was a Jesuit priest and Freemason. Winston Churchill was a Druid and Freemason. Adolf Hitler was a Roman Catholic Freemason. He was a member of the Thule Society. M Mao Zedong was a Freemason controlled by Skull and Bones. Uh, Yale Skull and Bones, yeah. right? All uh, Bush was is a Skull and Bones member. Yeah, all going back to Prescott. Members, yeah. yeah, all world leaders are members of secret societies through which they are controlled by the Jesuit order, the tip-top grand master of them all, which is the Black Pope. The Jesuits have been on all continents since 1700. 1700 they've worked their way through all these institutions through the the halls the corridors of power um it's it's a generational uh centuries upon centuries long uh, program this has not happened overnight it's taken the jesuits 500 years to get to where they are now and they have reached the pinnacle of their success and freemasonry as like i said before is based on the secret religion of the templar knights that's where it goes back to, right? Benjamin Netanyahu, by the way, is also a 33-degree Freemason, um, as well as many other very prominent world leaders. They keep this hush-hush, but uh, somehow this information uh, does manage to leak its way out. Truman, FDR, and Lyndon Johnson were all 33-degree Freemasons. <clears throat> There's your connection. There's the glue that brings all these agencies together to pull off a huge PSYOP a huge stunt like 9-11. And, and it was, but, but also not only was it a huge conspiracy, and there was multiple, multiple agencies involved, um, they also included the numerology and things like that involved. So when do you think, I, this is the one thing I haven't really gotten into, but when do you think they started 
planning September 11th. Obviously, it was well before 68 because that's when the construction started. And who do you think was primarily, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but who do you think was primarily involved with coming up with the plan? Um, I believe um, <coughs> Vladimir Letikowski. <coughs> Excuse me. This, this pope, uh, this black pope, was the most wicked man probably that's ever lived. Under his watch, more people died worldwide in that period of time between 1913 and 1942 when he, when he uh, released, uh, he was replaced. Uh, saw more death, more destruction, more bloodshed, more violence worldwide than any other period of time in world history. So I, I do believe uh, Vladimir Letikowski is the grand architect of 9-11. They, they, they've been planning that for a long, long time. Um, and they, they, I think they saw their opportunity uh, uh, when the United Nations was instituted in 1945 in San Francisco, uh, when the 53 nations were called together to form the image of the beast world government. It's an image. It, hi it hides the Vatican, right? The Vatican's control, which sits behind it. Um, that's when they, the Jesuits realized, we can do this. We can do this. And they made, started to make plans toward building this, these two towers. Uh, actually, there's seven buildings in the complex, and they brought down three of them. Um, three. <laughs> three. Uh, as if two wasn't good enough, they brought down three. And, and it's amazing how all of these buildings uh, pancake straight into their footprint. Of course. Beautifully. <laughs> I mean, it's military precision. And who are the world's military, the Jesuit military order of Rome? They are the military strategists. They control all world militaries, all intelligence. Only a concerted effort could have pulled this off. Because where was the American Air Force? Where was the American military when this was happening? Gone. Missing in action. Well, <laughs> as always, there was a training event going. Anytime there's a, a false flag like this, you can always bet that there's some type of rehearsal or training event, and they didn't know if it was a training or a real event. They always have a stubby to, co uh, you know, this type of story to cover their their behind. Exactly. What a lie! What an absolute lie! And of course, this is what they always have a story to cover. Um, these events that they pull, or and and got to you know, if people can't understand the significance of uh, 9/11. I. Uh, is it okay if I just give you a little bit of detail about the spiritual significance yeah, of it? Yeah, please do. Absolutely. Um, I'll just uh, go here, uh, if I can find it quickly. Um, the, the two buildings, like I said before, uh, represent uh, the duality, right, uh, that runs through Freemason. They, they're dualists. They think in dualities, black and white, good and bad, um, uh, male and female. Everything is in dualities. So they had to destroy the duality of the uh, of the human race by bringing it together in oneness, right? It's all, because that's that's what Nimrod attempted to do, and they are simply achieving Nimrod's dream and created a new Tower of Babel. Now the Tower of Babel is is symbolically represented uh, in the Freedom Tower, the one tower that they built uh, on that site. Um, that 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 the the whole um, site. The whole memorial site is eight acres. And once again, you've got the, the eight, the eight uh, 
elongated triangles in the Freedom Tower pointing down and the eight triangles in the in the in the Freedom Tower pointing up. There's your eight. There's your uh, sorry, four pointing down, four pointing up. There's your eight, right? There's your eight pointed star of Anu. Now the star of Anu is uh, is we don't know for sure, but it, it it seems to be one of the oldest symbols that they can find in archaeology is the star of Anu. Now, they, it, so uh speculated that the star of Anu was probably the mark of Cain. It all goes back to Cain and his one world religion. Cain started the first one world religion. He had the first one world empire uh, pre-flood. And Nimrod was simply resurrecting Cain's dream of world empire. Right. So we've got the four, four triangles pointed down, four pointing up. They're in a corkscrew, a semi-corkscrew fashion. <laughs> so the tower is slightly twisted. What is that? That's the spiral. That's the twisting. That's that's the changing from old to new. Uh, it's a, it's an incredible design. Um, and you know, if you, if you look at all the numbers around the tower, how high it is. I mean, all the Masonic numbers are there, right? And it's sitting there right on the edge of the um, the complex, right? The sixteen. 16-acre complex, eight of which is now uh, being dedicated to uh, the memorial. And guess what they turned the footprints of, of the two towers into? Waterfalls descending into an abyss. Two waterfalls descending into abyss. And at nighttime, they've got each of these squares has got 44 lights, which sends up a holographic uh, ghostly twin towers into the sky. Here's the here's how they mock us, right? They're they're re resurrecting the ghostly towers and and sending it up. And apparently those lights were shined uh, for 33 days after 9/11. Yep, absolutely. 33 days they shined them continuously for 33 days. Now how they do it, I'm not sure. But you've got the 44 and you've got the 44 lights. What is 44? Well, the 44 is a really important number in occult symbology. It's also important in the Bible, right? Um, it stands, if I can just find it here, I've written this all down. And I've got sheets and sheets and sheets of uh, information that I can draw from. Uh, the 44, uh, oh my goodness, I can't find it. Uh, anyways, the, 40, the 44 number, you... Uh, people can go online and check uh, the occult significance of 44. Now, Jesus' ministry, last period of his ministry before he ascended into heaven, was 44 days. They're mocking Christ in all the numbers. They invert everything and they mock Christ. They mock our stupidity for not understanding what they're doing. Um, it's all mockery. And so the whole thing, the whole complex, the memorial complex for the, the Twin Trade Towers, um, is a mockery to the dead, because the, those dead people, whoever died in those in those towers, I don't believe it was three thousand. Uh, I believe it was a lot less, because apparently those towers were almost empty at the time that they were brought down. There was very few tenants in the towers, so they could not have been three thousand people in those two towers. But people did die. How many died? We'll never know, because that was all. Uh, uh, fraudulent as well. They, they know we know for a fact that they took the, the the photos and names of 
people who are predeceased to 9-11 and put them online as victims. So many, many of the victims are not real. They are people that were dead long before 9-11. So the, the, there's a, a, a total fraud there as far as the victims go. Did people die? Yes. People always die. Was it 3,000? I don't think so. I think it was far less. Nevertheless, people died. But it's a mockery of the victims. It's a mockery of our stupidity. It's a mockery of Christ. It's a mockery of everything that is good and true. Yeah, it wasn't a coincidence either that those flights, uh, I think all three of those flights were scheduled to be cross-country flights because that was the whole backstory because, you know, they had all the fuel in it. Um, and that's what caused the, the towers to go down. Uh, most of those flights, anytime you have a East Coast to West Coast type of flight, they're, they're generally always booked uh, at worst 90%. And all those flights were maybe uh, 10 to 15% full. Well, George, the flights weren't real. No planes hit those buildings. They were all hit by missiles. The Pentagon was hit by a missile. Shanksville, there was no plane. There was oh, no course. debris. There's never been a, an airplane disaster in history where there wasn't a wreckage on the ground, no matter how fast it's coming down. Exactly. Look at this recent uh, uh, Air China crash where the, where, the, where the pilot suicided and took the plane straight down. Like he plunged from 30, 35,000 feet, leveled up briefly, and then plunged straight down into the ground. There was wreckage everywhere. Now, the plane would have just absolutely imploded. From the from the impact, but there was wreckage everywhere. Shanksville, no wreckage. Not only that, they 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 there is a photograph, a Google Earth photograph of that field with the same scar post 9-11. So that scar in the field is natural. It was there, and they just used it as an impact site for, for a flight that never existed. No flights were hijacked. I don't know who died. I don't know where these people went to. I don't know how they exactly uh, fraudulently uh, used their names and the passages. But I know that four missiles were used. The Pentagon was not hit by an airplane. No wreckage. Shanksville, no wreckage. The Twin Towers, no wreckage. They were hit by missiles. This was a military operation. And, and, and of course, those missiles did not bring down the tower. They were simply used to make it look like airplanes and hit the towers, right? So that they, they could hide behind uh, the hijacking, the whole hijacking by Muslim extremist story, which is totally false. And then there's the other side of it, where people saw uh, Mossad agents jumping up and down for joy on the other side of yeah, the river. Yeah, the dancing the Israelis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the Jesuits are covering themselves with the Muslim extremists, with the Mossad uh, people rejoicing, and making it look like other entities had done it when it was an inside job all the time. So uh, that's interesting you say that. So <laughs> let me see if I can get this right. Um, the mainstream narrative is that um, 19 Muslim hijackers, and it's always the number 19, by the way, too, in their stories, COVID-19, uh, 19 hijackers, 19 years between 2001 and 2020. They love that number. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so you're saying the Jesuits, because the truth community thinks is Mossad and and, and uh, the Jews, the Zionists, 
had most to do with it. Obviously, the CIA had some involvement in it and a lot of financial banking from these. Uh, when I talked about on Monday, there's a lot of financial um, companies that had merged together, made shell companies to provide the funds to make this happen because you have to have a lot of black funds. And, of course, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dag on it. He's dead now. The guy who came out the day before, uh, Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld, except yeah. Donald Rumsfeld, came out the day before and said, oh, by the way, uh, we're missing $3.2 trillion. Have a good day. See you tomorrow. And, of course, tomorrow happened, and everybody forgot about the $3.2 trillion for a little while. And um, you know where the files were? The yeah, files were exactly where the missile hit the Pentagon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, you know, all the Enron documents were in Building 7. There you go. There you go. And, you know, people, a lot of people don't know that the CIA was headquartered in Building 7. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of American government agencies, including the CIA, in Building Seven. That's right. Um, now here's here's a here's a did you know thing? <laughs> the Vatican built the New York Trade Center. Did you know that? The World Trade Center. Yes, the Vatican built it. Here's a quote from Nino Labello uh, from his book Vatican USA: A Searching Report on the Financial Dealings of America's Largest Private Property Owner, the Catholic Church. Page two hundred six. The seven, uh, published in New York, 1972. Here's what he says. I quote: A substantial part of the three billion being spent in the present urban transformation of Lower Manhattan by the Urus, Urus Building Corporation and Tishman Reality, uh, sorry, Realty and Construction, these two companies, is being provided by the Vatican, which is also involved in the building of the 300-acre World Trade Center. And it's interesting that. <laughs> <laughs> this Tishman Realty and Construction, it was headquartered at 666 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Bingo! Bingo! <laughs> I mean, come on, people. That's interesting. Let's look, let's look at who's doing this. It's the Jesuits. It's the Vatican. It's all Jesuits Vatican, right? Um, I, 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 looked, I, I checked out the, the flight details of, uh, of these planes, right? Um, and it all happened sort of within three hours. Um, and, um, you know, again, I question the, the 3000 people dying. I don't believe that. Uh, I think it's far less, far, far less. Um, a lot of people were told don't come to work today. They were, they were, they received a phone call in the morning saying, do not come to work. And, and that is why so many people were absent on, on the day of nine 11. Now th here's another, did you know, Silverstein properties, leased the buildings from the New York City Port Authority seven weeks before 9-11. Correct. And doubled the insurance on them. And yep. Larry Silverstein walked away with billions in insurance dollars uh, for nothing. Yep. And actually, either that day or the next day, September 11th or 12th, he was already on the phone <clears throat> with the insurance companies saying, hey, this was two separate events because it was two separate planes and he wanted two payouts. Exactly. He was more worried about the payouts than he was. And listen, there was a lot of people who had knowledge. Getting back to what you were talking about, people getting messages, that was actually, again, uh, the, these were uh, Israel nationals that, were, that got messages through the Odigo message system the morning of September 11th, 2001. And if I remember correctly, only one... Jew didn't get the message. I don't know if he was at the club the night before and woke up late, ran to work, didn't check his Odigo message. But, and again, that shines a light on uh, the Zionists who, again, you look at the Mossad, you look at Larry Silverstein, um, a lot of, uh, you know, 
fingers are, are pointed that way. Yes, and, and, and deliberately so. That there's your Jewish fake Jew cover, right? Right. Oh, oh look, Silverstein, he, he benefited from it. It's the Jews did it. No, they didn't. Um, it, the Jesuits use the, the fake Jew cover again and again and again. And when you investigate this, anybody whose research is worth their salt in research, they dig it deep enough, they'll find a 3,000 books written warning against the Jesuits. There's no books written warning against the Jews. Well, None. the Bible does. Re Revelations 2, 9, and 3, 9. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to look at the whole thing in context. Historically, there's only been one monolithic power organization that's ever existed for as long as it has, and it, it is the Vatican. It's existed now for 1,700 years, and there is no other power organization. Religio-political. It's religio and political, both. It's both. This is what people think. It's a church. It's not a church. It's got nothing to do with church. It is a false religion. Um, it is a political organization posing as a false religion. It's always said in its documents that the, its ultimate goal is world domination and control. And the Jesuits have said it many times. And people just totally ignore this and run with the superficial surface Jew thing. Um, they're just a smokescreen. Um, like I've said in the last video, they're just a smokescreen. So you think this all kicked off with Constantine? Uh, Constantine uh, definitely began the transition from imperial Rome to papal Rome. Yes, he did. Um, at, he began to move uh, power over towards the bishops. Um, why he did this, I think it was strategic for him politically um, to do this. Um, the religion thing was big with the Romans, and he wanted everybody inclusive. And he wanted to cement his control over a dividing empire, right? It was a dividing empire. He was losing, and you know, and, and we we watched the the Roman Empire divide and divide and divide again between the generals, until by 479, 480, um, there's no almost no centrality left to the Roman Empire. We've just got generals controlling territories, and that is how the Roman em Empire. Uh, Imperial Roman Empire declined, and the Papal Roman Empire ascended, began its ascendancy uh, over hundreds of years. Um, and and we talked a little bit about that in the last video. Um, the, the, the ascendancy of the, the papacy through political control and controlling the armies of the kings of Europe. Right? That's how they did it. And they're still doing it. They're controlling the armies of the kings of the world. This is how they do all their dirty work. Whether it's the Russians or Chinese or Americans, they don't care. And the, the Americans had their ascendancy during the, the 20th century through Freemasonry, once again. Uh, they, the, the, the Jesuits used the American military and intelligence to basically whack the world into, uh, into what would you call it, dominance or do domination or control under the Jesuits. To bring in all these dictatorships all over the world, Africa, South South America, using the guise of communism. You gotta remember communism is a Jesuit invention. Uh, 
Um, so again, it all goes back to the Jesuits. Every time it all threads back to the Jesuits and their control. What about this one world religion that we're reading stories about where um, the, the Vatican and Muslim are trying to get this uh, one world religion uh, together? Is that going to go anywhere? It, it's already here. It's done. Fait accompli, as the French would say. It's, it's accomplished. All religions have paid obeisance and allegiance to the Pope, to Francis. It's already here. People can't see it because they are looking for an organizational a uniformity, right? Um, the, the Pope, Satan, don't care whether you worship uh, this God or that God. Just don't worship Jesus Christ. Just don't worship that one. That's why they're busy extinguishing Christianity. It, they are busy extinguishing all traces of Christianity on the earth. That's why no Christian will survive this injection program. Sooner or later, they will come to your door, and if you don't inject, they are going to exterminate you. Uh, because this Satan wants a, a uniform, one-world people who worship his one emperor, which is the Pope, which is Francis. Now, this is not going to happen over a long period of time. Francis hasn't got long, because he's, he's an old guy. But he's the man. He is the Antichrist, and he's totally in control. Don't be fooled by the wheelchair thing. Don't be fooled by the hobbling around. This man is the king of the world. He's the king. He is the Antichrist. And you can see he's bringing in his rule, total rule now through the injection program. Once you're injected, you're part of that program. Whether you understand this is irrelevant. It, it's a deception. And the Bible says this over and over and over again. Um, ultimately, people will have to face the choice, inject or don't. Um, that's what it's coming down to. We, we are getting close to the end. But we're, we're far closer to the end than what people think. Because a lot of you know, people are, are hopeful that this is all going to turn around. No. <laughs> it's too far gone. Six billion people now being injected. And, and those people cannot be retrieved. Many of them are going to die. And the rest, are, are, are their DNA is being transformed. And they're living for this world. They're living for what this world has to offer. And that's exactly what Satan wants. So, yeah, it's, it's almost, it, it, you know, from what I can see, it's almost finished. We are at the end of all things. Um, now, uh, I was just saying that before. Um, wait a second. Uh, okay, so I, I just found this little bit about the 44... Uh, the 44 lights on each of the um, footprints of these two towers. The tower represents the erect phallus of Nimrod. It's just another obelisk, right? Right. It is, a, it is an obelisk with a clever corkscrew or spiral shape created by four elongated triangles rising up from the base, interleaved with four elongated triangles plunging down from the top. These eight triangles create the eight-pointed star of Anu, which is claimed to be the mark of Cain. 4 plus 4 also equals 44. This number is most often used as a similitude number for Christ. It is often invoked and perverted in order to harness the Christ energies and turn them upside down. Now, 44 is referred to as the fourth master number. Uh, the final part of Jesus' earthly ministry is 44 days long. So, 
44 is a very significant number for the Jesuits, as is 88. Um, you know, all these numbers have an occult significance. They have a biblical significance, and they also have an occult significance. Uh, there's two sides. Of it. They're God's numbers first, right? <laughs> I'm not superstitious about numbers at all, because they're God's numbers. But the Satanists have inverted them into their system, uh, and they use it as code to speak to each other. Spot on. Uh, our guest today, again, is William Boot. Um, I had a, a comment I wanted to share with you in the chat room, um, and this is from a longtime listener, Kim. She says, I do worship Jesus Christ, and I got the shots. The rapture hasn't happened. Um, yeah, you know it what won't happen. There is no rapture. <laughs> there is no rapture. It's a, it's a Jesuit doctrine. It's a false Jesuit doctrine. It planted into the mainstream from a very early stage, uh, made made uh, Darby, Nelson Darby. Uh, he propagated the rapture, the false rapture doctrine, uh, which was created by the Jesuits under a Jewish um, pseudonym, <coughs> excuse me, back in the 17th century. Uh, but the, the Jesuit uh, rapture doctrine was created over many centuries. And I, I did a whole video on that on the false rapture. So there is no rapture. It's not coming. Uh, nobody's going to be raptured. The only rapture that occurs, if you, and that, that word is not found in the Bible, because it's, it'll, it comes from a Latin vulgate. Um, the, if there is a rapture, it is the final parousia, which is the correct Greek word, which it means the snatching away of all believers um, at the return of Christ. Now, when I say snatching away, it, it, it is the resurrection from the dead for uh, believers, right? Um, there is, there, I don't believe any, any Christian will be alive that's, to see Christ return. And the reason I say that is because the, the, the scriptures have been twisted. Now, the, the scripture that is often used is the scriptures where Jesus said, one will be taken, one will be left behind. This has been inverted. What Jesus meant was, the one left behind belongs to the new world order. The one taken is taken away to be killed, to be executed. That scripture, many preachers have falsely used that scripture to say that the one taken is, is raptured. Well, that's not what Jesus is saying at all, because he says also, right after that, he says, where the carcasses, the vultures are gathered. Some, some, uh, some uh, translations use the word eagle. Eagle is probably more correct, because that's the Roman eagle. It's not the American eagle. Eagles are Roman. They, that was the imperial standard for the Roman legions, was the eagle. That was the, 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 the symbol for uh, the Nazis. Um, it's also the symbol for America because it was first the symbol of Rome, because Rome, America is controlled by Rome. 100%. And so when we look at these scriptures, they have been twisted to fit a rapture doctrine, but there is no rapture. There's just one return by Jesus Christ. Jesus said, every eye will see me. Every eye that's still living, every person that's still living will see him return. There's no secret return. Jesus never ever talked about that. And whatever scriptures they use to allude to that, um, it's, it's a misinterpretation and a twisting of the scriptures. Yeah, going back to the Roman Empire and the Aquila, right? The, the symbol that was yep. used in ancient Rome. 
And then yep. I also always found it interesting all the Latin we have on our currency. Yeah, why? Why? Novus, Novus Order Seclora. Really? Why Latin? New World Order, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Why Latin? Well, because it, it, it obscures the real truth from people who are uh, more uh, critical of what they are seeing and believing. And, and, and it has worked incredibly well. And, of course, Latin is the, the language of the Jesuits. If you're, if you're a Jesuit, you must learn Latin. I learned Latin for four years in high school. So I understand some Latin. I understand some Greek. I understand uh, parts of many languages because I studied German, French, Latin. Um, and, I, and I studied the Greek myself. And, you know, <coughs> Latin is the Roman language. When you see it included in all these advertisements, uh, cliche expressions that people use uh, in the movies, I mean, come on. Uh, they're telling us that this is the dominant force. That's their language, Latin. I want to go a little bit off the beaten path here because I really meant to ask you this earlier when you were talking about Cain. And of course, you know, a lot of people talk about the bloodlines and all the people who are put in, in these in positions of powers or maybe have, uh, you know, going back, relations going back to, to Cain. However, you know, the flood that gets wiped out. What do you, ha have you read much on the curse of Ham? And, uh, you know, Ham was basically, you know, oversaw Canaan. Do you, have you ever looked yes. into that? Yeah. Now, there's another, there's another scripture that is twisted or misunderstood. When Ham uh, looked upon his father's nakedness, Noah, yeah. What that means in Hebrew culture is that Ham slept with his mother. Ham slept with his mother, and 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 they had an illegitimate um, child from incest. That is why Noah cursed that child, Canaan. He didn't curse his son Ham, although that would have been a very, very difficult situation going on. Can you imagine Noah realizing that his wife was going to have a child by his son? That's what happened there. And Canaan became the father of all the Canaanite nations, which God then told Joshua later to wipe them out. Why? Because of their wickedness. They were carrying on the tradition of Cain. Uh, Cain was the first one to commit human sacrifice in order to better Abel's sacrifice, right? He said, oh, you're going to sacrifice animals? I'll sacrifice people. I'm going to kill you. And I, I believe Abel submitted to that. He didn't fight with his brother. There's no record of a struggle. Um, Cain killed his brother as a sacrifice, as a better sacrifice to God. Now that's where you begin. That's where satanic religion and human sacrifice begins, and it went all the way down through Ham. These guys knew all these wicked traditions pre-flood. They lived in it for hundred for hundred years, two hundred years. They they were aware of all the stuff that was going on under Cain's empire, which existed before the flood. Don't forget, God wiped out Cain's empire. Tupper Saucy says that in, in the uh, uh, archaeological clay tablets of the Sumerians, it talks about Sargon the Great, which is Cain. Cain called himself Sargon the Great, 
pre-flood, he had an empire that went from sea, sea to sea. He said, I've run out of land. I've gone from sea to sea. Now remember that the world, there was only one continent at that time, pre-flood. Uh, the continents had not been broken up. So Cain had gone from, from coast to coast and conquered it all. Now this is, there's not a lot in the Bible that, that tells us, us this, but there is a lot of uh, secondary and, and third level evidence that points to this truth. So, yes, uh, Ham slept with his mother. They had an incestuous child. Canaan became the father of the nine Canaanite tribes, which then Moses was ordered, and then Joshua was ordered to wipe them out, because through them came the Nephilim, right? The giants. These were born through Canaan, this illegitimate child. I've got two more questions for you. We have about five or six minutes left. Um, a lot of people, I don't know if you've looked into this, but remote viewing, a lot of people think the folks in the Vatican have this uh, ability. Is that something that you've looked into? Um, remote viewing as in? Being able to, I guess, look into the past, into the future. Oh, uh, no, I don't believe that. Okay. Uh, but what they do have is they have the best library in the world. Absolutely. Hidden, hidden under the Vatican, in the, ca in, in the Vatican catacombs. There is miles and miles and miles and miles of all the collected documents and artifacts that we will never see. Now, if we could, if we could see these things, read these books, we could absolutely know all about the Jesuits, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, where all this stuff came from, from Cain down through Ham. We'd know the whole history of the world. They know it, because this was all preserved in the, uh, in the great uh, uh, library in Alexandria, which was then destroyed after they removed all these books. Yep. Hundreds of thousands of scrolls, which contained the history of the world. The Vatican has this. We don't. So can they look back in history in some sort of magical, mystical way? No. But they have they understand the history because they have access to these documents. Yep, good point. And then uh, you know, since we're talking about nine eleven, I wanted to know where you were on that day and what you remember and how it changed your life. I remember running to a studio in Melbourne, Australia. I was doing a master degree there. I was running to my studio to spend a, a day painting, and because um, I had developed a new technique. Um, my own particular style of painting, and I was, at that time, I was immersed in that, and uh, I was running to the studio, I picked up a newspaper uh, from a coffee shop on the way, grabbed my latte, and was running to the studio, and got to the studio, put my coffee down, unpacked, opened the newspaper, and there on the front page of, of the newspaper was the Twin Towers burning, and I looked at it, and I went, what? <laughs> I was shocked because I I had been up the Twin Towers. I'd been to the top of them. Um, I we, we visited uh, New York when I was when I was younger, living in Canada. We visited New York and we had gone to the top of the Twin Towers. I'd been up there. It was an experience. It was a shock to me. Now I didn't understand anything about what had happened there. I heard about the the, the line of the hijackers and uh, for years. Did not question it. I didn't accept it exactly. I didn't question it until about 2007 when God started to open my eyes up as to 
the, the condition of the world, the state of the world, the rulership of the world, where, where this is all going, and, and uh, I was really questioning it by 2012, 2013. Yeah, for sure. And the architects, for, uh, architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, when I found them, that's really when things started to fall in place for me. And I said remote viewing earlier. I meant the chronovisor, which there was that 30-year period when Father Ernetti claimed that he created this time machine where he, I guess he says he used to observe the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Oh, right, right. Okay, I, well, I have not read that. So um, it's hard to keep my myself across everything. And I these days, I... I because of all the background information I already have, I, I focus in a very specific area, sure. and I only I only venture out of that here and there uh, if I feel that it's really pertinent to what's going on. Now, just before we finish, um, or you know, I know time's running out. Yeah, but please I take the time to, for these last two minutes. Whatever you want to put out, it's all yours. I, I just wanted to say that this whole nine eleven thing was conducted based on the art of war. Very important. I have a whole video called art of war which people should also watch i can't again i can't remember the number of the video there's like 257 videos now so i get lost sometimes um but uh, it was, this, this whole operation was conducted by the art of war point number 18 in the art of war is all warfare is based on deception we're in a war the jesuits are making war against the whole world against humanity so 9 11 was a complete deception everyone was told islamic terrorists had hijacked airplanes, and it was an inside job, total inversion. It was a total lie, a distraction away from the Roman hand, the shadowy Roman hand behind world power, right? Number 19 point, hence uh, uh, the writer writes, supposedly Sun Tzu, I don't believe it was Sun Tzu, I believe it was Lorenzo Ricci, uh, um, superior general who wrote this book. He said, hence when able to attack, we must seem unable. When using our forces, we must seem inactive. When we are near, we must make the enemy believe we are far away. When far away, we must make him believe we are near. That's exactly what happened on 9-11. 9-11 authorities convinced everyone that the enemy was far away. Osama bin Laden, right? In Iraq or Afghanistan, hiding in a cave. When in fact, they were in the USA in the offices of the CIA, NSA, FBI, Pentagon, and Georgetown University. Number 20, point, hold out baits to entice the enemy, feign disorder, and crush him. What did they do? What baits did the Jesuits use to entice us into believing the lie? The 9-11 Commission report. This totally drew people in with a patriot, uh, America is the best mentality, who were only too willing to believe in foreign Islamic or communist enemies attacking the USA. The result, the USA was crushed and the downward slide toward the COVID psyop began. There and we that's go. where we are. 9-11, 9-11 prepared the way for COVID-19. There you go. And again, folks, that's uh, William Boot. Thank you so much for your time today. It's really been a pleasure. Definitely have you again, uh, on again in the near future. Uh, don't forget to check out his channel on YouTube, and I'll drop his links in the chat room here in a minute. Uh, and don't forget, folks, today at 2 p.m., we have a special show for you again. It's the Shelly Tasker Show, uh, the daughter of Graham Hart, and her guest today is Richie Allen. Uh, and again, you're 100% correct. The events of 9-11 really, really is the reason why everything that's happening today is, is able to happen. Of course, when you look at the um, the Patriot Act and 
you still have people sitting in jail from 9-11. And that's the reason why people who were January 6th are still sitting in jail. They've Whatever was left of the Constitution was destroyed on 9-11-2001. Again, for William Boot, I'm George Hobbs, The Fact Hunter. Thanks for everybody listening live on the podcast and in the chat room. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel, and we will see you.